welcome back to another week. We're bringing it to you Sunday through Saturday, but we're coming on a Thursday. Gentleman Joey in the house, and also we have Dan, special guest, permanent guest. <laughs> special permanent guest. Man. We're both. Ge- we're really both guests on this show. We're we're just guest hosting it. We're taking over. The other guys will take over. At some I mean, point. if you think about it, we're just guests on this earth. So wow, we're all, wow. we're all we're all kind of just guests. This is how you know what kind of week it's been when you're talking <laughs> like that. Yeah, once I start getting really existential, I think I think then you know what my my week has been like. Yeah. Good time for creativity. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I've been finishing my I'm looking my on the bright record. side. There you I'm go. Just, what are you at percentage-wise? It's all mixed, man. I, I did the headphones mix, and now I just got to do the speakers mix. Mix. I'm doing I'm doing both. So, you know, you do, like, you know, the different different speakers just to get a different vibe and see do how you Do you take like it, it for a ride, too? I haven't done that yet. I might have to do that. I should probably I should probably rip it to a CD and, and, and do it in the stereo in my car, too. That's no a good Bluetooth. idea. Bluetooth? You don't have Bluetooth? I probably do, but I'm so bad with technology, and I don't really have a. You Bluetooth. absolutely have Bluetooth. Your vehicle is way newer than mine, and I have Bluetooth. But like Bluetooth off of what? Like are they off my like off my phone or like? Yeah, you have an iPhone. You come up blue when I text you. Everything's coming up blue. Everything's uh, coming up blue. I should do that. Um, yeah, I, I think I just get very discouraged. I, I'm so low tech with everything. You want me to swing by and teach you Bluetooth? <laughs> Maybe. I, when, right. I, when I think of Bluetooth, I think, I think of like a business person that has like the actual like earpiece. I was I was with you for so long, but we've transcended it. Once I got like a like a Bose Bluetooth speaker, that that changed everything for me. I'm like, oh, that's just I think of Bluetooth as like music now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I I'm not I'm not there yet. I, I don't I don't really use the like the Bluetooth speakers. I don't really. I, I'm like more. I still have my iPod that I bought in 2007. So I'm, oh, as do I. I'm I'm still in that in that world. Yo, never, there's some guy online for like 700 bucks can like upgrade your iPod to like terabytes. Really? Yeah. That's kind of awesome. worth it, right? How many how many gigs is your iPod that you have? Um, I like I didn't get one of the 160s. I have like a 120. I That's think. what I like, have. It was that weird brief moment when that was like the biggest one, and then it was like, oh yeah. shit, I should have waited like a month later. <laughs> that I was so happens. pissed when that happened. Yeah. And, and then that's I, like, what, that's what I have. My last iPhone though, like, was like. You know, because I always try to get the most gigs because I was sick of getting that pop up from like, oh, you have too many like photos saved or anything. Yeah. And you're like, leave me alone. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll take as many photos as I want. I do. Yeah. This is my phone. You don't tell me what to do. Siri. Yeah. Jobs. Any of you. Yeah, any of you. So, yeah, I get the, try to get the bigger ones. And so like one of my old iPhones is actually like bigger than an iPod. So I've been thinking, thinking about making it into one. Just haven't done it. Get that terabyte iPod, I, I uh, phone going. <laughs> oh, that's a dream. I finally got like a terabyte uh, uh, removable hard drive. Flash that's drive. awesome. And that's been great. Load, load that thing up. Really baby. helped uh, with this podcast make that possible. I was going to say, I'm, I'm sure the extra space is. I bought it handy. on the same day as the microphone. It would, they, that came in hand. I was like, if I'm going to be a podcaster, I need a. You got li- to live the life, man. Absolutely. <laughs> live the life of a, of a professional podcaster. That's, that's, right. that's part of the, the manual that you get when you become a podcaster. They say you, two things you need. You need a microphone and you need a, a, a external drive, a new hard drive of at least one terabyte. Yep. <laughs> Once you have that, it's caviar dreams, baby. Yep. That's the way to do it. Anything else exciting happen for you? Did you uh, watch any movies this week? I did watch a few movies. I'm trying to think of what I watched. You, you know what I watched? Because I'm a huge Ella Raines fan is um, – she was in a Western called uh, The Singing Gun, and it was awesome. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, Great title. Yeah, right? And uh, it was cool. It was in True Color, which it, like always looks beautiful to me. Like, I just love the way that True Color film looks. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think, I think Johnny Guitar was True, true Color, too. 
um, if, I, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, which is also one of my other favorite Westerns. But it was really cool. It was a really interesting, it had like mixes of comedy in it, like, a, like a, just like a little bit, but like very subtle, but it was just really fun. It was just like a fun movie to watch. Like I really enjoyed, because I think it came out in like 1950, I want to say. So it was like kind of in the later stages of like, I'd say like the, I'd say like the heyday of like the, the Westerns of like, you know, like the 30s and 40s and stuff like that, when I feel like that was really popular. I feel like it was starting maybe not to wane, but just maybe a little bit on the downturn at that, at that time. But uh, so Eastwood came about and right. Leone and really rev- exactly. revolutionized. Once, exactly. Which I, I do, I do love those, but yeah, it just like, it's like right I in think that, that When spot. we run out of noirs, we'll probably do a Western podcast, right? I would love that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm also equally a, a huge Western fan, so I would, I would love to do that. And I know we'll be getting to uh, some little crossover with some Westerns. Are you, are you trying sometime. to spoil us, Dan? I'm not. I'm always saying that in the f- potential future, I would like to do that. That would be okay. something that I would like to do. As much as I love that genre, I'm sure we can find something that's out there in the world that we can tie it in. I don't know. Keep dreaming, I'm saying. I'm going to keep looking, man. I-, I feel like it exists. Look, if that happens in like two or three episodes, I will eat my hat. Okay, well... My detective's hat, my fedora. I'm, I'm holding you to that. I have this on recording, so... I'll Chocolate fedora (laughs) (laughs) that that would be the name of our other podcast about westerns yeah (laughs) we'll we'll call it chocolate fedora yeah for no reason whatsoever it just sounds cool to me i I just like the way it sounds it does well maybe that'll be our production company yeah i like it i I can i can dig it all right when we incorporate when we're an llc it'll be chocolate fedora llc that'll be be all type our title card too when we produce shows and stuff chocolate fedora inc yeah (laughs) But it'll be I-N-K. I-N-K. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I, I feel like w- when when we get these ideas flowing, it, it just, it all comes out, man. You it's know, true. It, it is we made a works. podcast. That's, that, is, that is true. That's crazy that that's something we do. Like, that's, this is a part of our lives now. Yeah. It, it, I, I think it's interesting, like, you know, you wonder, I mean, I feel like we probably would eventually would have done this, but I feel like in some ways, like, with the pandemic, it, it really just, like, focuses you more on it because obviously you're spending more time at home but like you can really devote more time to stuff like this so like it's interesting that like you now are like like i feel like i feel so much more engaged in it now than maybe i would have thought of maybe if we weren't in a pandemic i'm not saying anything good about the pandemic i'm just saying that it's interesting because it's like a cause and effect of like because of the pandemic it's kind of led us to this path um, yeah, I think we would have been like talking about it longer as opposed yeah, to actually doing it yeah i feel like it kind of forced our hand a little bit more um yeah which is interesting. Um, oh, yeah, we love the pandemic. So shout out to the pandemic. You're doing great. Thank you so much. Um, sorry that there was so many uh, hits taken in the process. But, oh, you, know, you gotta break a few eggs. What what a pandemic it's been. <laughs> what a pandemic. What a pandemic. Pantacular demic. Uh, it's still here. It's still here, and one day I'll, it'll be gone. And- but again, like there's good things. I mean, again, uh, when I say again, for the first time, the death part totally bad. Uh, yeah. Cleaning cleaning up that mess I just uh, spilled. But the uh, the brights more bright sides is like the work from home has been more of a thing. Like yeah, it's interesting. Bosses would never consider that. I quit a whole job because they wouldn't let me work from home. And then like that job became work from home when this happened. That was <laughs> a fun little bit of uh, fate there. It's just weird how that all works out, though. You know what I mean? Like, just like sometimes when your your hand's really forced, you know, is you do stuff that you don't expect or you don't expect you would be doing. Um, yeah. 
So I think and that really is force, forcing the hand, huh? Yeah, it's, if it's doing anything, it's forcing a hand. So it's a, it's like a, a mobster demic. Yeah, exactly. Just controlling everything and totally. just pressing it all over everything. Yeah, omni, omnipresent. Little little boy pandemic, little man <laughs> pandemic. What was that guy's name? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Little I can't boy. Like, yeah. oh, we'll get into it. We will get into it. Uh, some great, some great names for sure in in the movie. Well, that we did we have a whole. Well, we got explanations to give. There's, yes. it's a, it's a whole thing. Um, I, I just will briefly say I watched uh, the movie Birth, the what is that? Jonathan Glazer movie. It was, do you know his work? Uh, he did Under the Skin. That was an A twenty four film. Yeah, no, I don't think I have. That was a, a really good one. And then he also did Sexy Beast. Was his his uh, debut? Oh, I have heard of that. Yeah. Really good, good stuff. So basically, Birth is uh, stars Nicole Kidman. I'd seen it before, but it, it, this was a rewatch. I'm really a big oh, fan of this guy's work. Yeah, I did hear of this. I did. I do now. They said Nicole Kidman. That rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like her husband dies, and then this this 12 year old boy shows up and claims to be her husband. <laughs> like 12 years later, like he was like reincarnated, and uh, hijinks ensue. It's a great one. I also like really all of his work is so. But he's only done three films, and then he had a short film recently that was. But is it terrible. a comedy though? It is not even close to a comedy. Okay, there is so no it's, it's not like so it's not like Big. No, <laughs> Big really it should be more like Birth. I would love. To, I'm sure. Isn't, wasn't there like a horror trailer for Big made at one point in probably uh, that um, age? Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's awesome because I'm sure you could cut that into you know a great trailer for a horror movie for sure. Yeah, um, but no, yeah, it sounds it sounds interesting. I, I would definitely like to. Check that out. I say do the the three, the three beasts. Do all three. Did you watch, uh, well, I'll, I'll bring this up soon. I was actually having a question of, of a movie you watched, but it's not apropos just yet. But okay, you watched anything else I've suggested? Hmm. Any of these Batman episodes? I haven't had a chance to. I I, I are, are they this, streaming? This, they are. They're streaming on HBO Max, and this is what I'm gonna gonna say. Okay. Wait. Do it at night. Okay. It's a. It's crazy that that stuff was on Saturday morning because. It's so dark. They it's actually so dark. It, would draw it on black paper. Really? It's so dark and shadowy and noir and art deco. I, I feel like I watched it a little bit when I was a kid. I mean, like, I think I mentioned it earlier. You like Ma- Mask, Mask of the Phantasm, I, I always love, like, that Like that as a singular movie. I Like, I, I think I still own it on DVD. Like, I definitely, yeah. you know, I definitely watched that one. But the show, I, I feel like I caught it. Like at random times, but I didn't watch it like consistently. Like I, I mean, don't it's really the same it. yeah. style, same right. voice. I mean, the, they did the movie was you know it was like an extension of that. So I mean, right. If, if you like the movie, I think you're in. I on do, it. I do. It's been a while. It's been a while, but I, I I do need to watch it. And you and you mentioned that movie, and I was going to watch it that other A24 about the the guy that has hearing loss. I need to watch that one. Oh yeah, yeah. That one um, I I have that... it on my list. Um, okay. But I haven't gotten to it yet. Watch I, I, Under the Skin too. Like that's another nighttime movie. As Scarlett Johansson, probably her best performance ever. Uh, oh yes, I, I do remember that coming. Yeah, out. Yeah, she's in like an alien. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to give anything away beyond that, and there's really not too much to give away. But it's so good. Uh, one of the greatest film scores ever, in my opinion. Terrifying. I listen, it's like one I actually like actively listen to. I'm not a big. I mean, I like scores, but I don't put them on too much. Right. I will, you know, I like instrumental music when I'm drawing, but a lot of times I'll just put on like, like noise music, like lightning bolt or stuff like that. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, scores. Yeah, you have to be in the right mood, I think too. Like it's a, it's a certain vibe. Like like every yeah. once in a while, I'll be like, 
It's a Friday afternoon. It's kind of raining. I might put on the Blade Runner. You know, the, the I was going to say t- score, t- you know? or like Tangerine Dream. I listen to a yeah. lot, like the Thief soundtrack. I love. Yeah, the um, Thief soundtrack's amazing. Yeah, so they, like it, it, they do get me. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of times I'll throw one like on a playlist. You know, like so that's that's how yeah you get to dip in. Oh yeah, and musically, I just learned today the producer and musician Sophie died. That was uh, shocking. Did you listen to Sophie? I had no idea who they were. I oh. I I'd, I'd never heard the name before. I you, sh- I, you should check it out. Uh, really interesting uh, music, kind of minimal production, but like pop music. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I read that. Like, I was reading about them just because I, I didn't know who they were. I'd never heard the name before. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like it just goes like a lot of new pop is just like not on my radar. It's just not something. I mean, unless it's Dua Lipa, like, because I, I love Dua Lipa. Um, yeah. But other than that, like, I don't really listen to a lot of. Well, it's kind of like, like a, like, like a sort of like indie pop. Like, you know, it wasn't necessarily so mainstream, although right. late, later they would. Uh, you know, produce like some Charlie XCX stuff. I saw that. I, I do like I do like some Charlie XCX too. Yeah. I will say the, that. the best stuff. Like I mean, I feel like when she's kind of more experimental and uh, mm-hmm. more sparse, I feel like that's when I, I enjoy it the most. So I, I can get down with 1999. That's that's a good jam. The opposite of what I was just talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a feeling. I had a feeling that that was the not. I have not no. A song. I have no problem with it. Actually, I mean, I like I like some of those ones too. But yeah, I, I really like like a Vroom Vroom or um. She did a great like quarantine album. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Well, did, everyone did a quarantine album, and uh, that was a highlight. I, I think when people were t- are tuning into this episode, they they, they won't be expecting uh, of how the trajectory <laughs> went from going from uh, you know, pop music of of today. Uh, to the movie that we're going to talk about. <laughs> but we made it happen. Um, well, you know, I feel like the death was so... She, she fell off a cliff, like, looking... Trying to get a good view of the moon in Greece. Like, that's a yeah. bummer. That's a that's a noir and dignifier. Yeah. One. So, you know what? Sure. I did just tie it together. Yeah. Which is R.I.P. That, that one kind of bummed me out. Uh, so, sometimes these ones get you. And that was one... Because I, I was really paying attention to their career the entire time. And, you know, I felt pretty invested. So... Yeah, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. A lot of a lot of potential, but we'll definitely enjoy what we got. That said, let's talk about why we didn't do Destination Murder. I so, was so ready to go, and uh, I I remember when we first brought it up is doing it. I was like, all right, let me see Amazon, and it was like it's going to be six to eight weeks before this movie arrives. Oosh. And I was like, okay, oops, you know, <laughs> learning <laughs> learning a lesson to do more research ahead. But it it claimed to be streaming on the TCM app, uh, and even like website that turned out not to be true as i found out last night and uh even doing some some backdoor deals this movie was impossible to find uh, you couldn't legally rent it anywhere I, I couldn't couldn't do it if i wanted to a true hidden gem uh, that you, that can't be seen by anyone you know in six to eight weeks we'll, we'll give it a shot but you know at the same time it's like if our audience can't watch it that's a yeah shame. that might be one tough. we have to enjoy together until we see it kind of pop up somewhere I'll have to do a virtual watch live. That's true. That exactly. I think that would be the one. That might be a movie where we present more of these deep cuts. Yes, for sure. When, when you get the lads out there. But I was looking forward to it. Um, you said there'd be something that that I should be picking up on in that movie, and I will hope to remember that. There's a lot of unintentional hilarious things, but a, a good a good in joke that that you would like in that movie for sure. Oh, that, I that, love it jokes. Um, so instead, we bumped up this movie. You know, very similar, very hilarious movie. This one. Oh yeah, uh, yeah a, a real, real, real laugh riot. <laughs> um, the setup, a boxing noir. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie's so good. I, I, I love this. It, I was I hadn't seen it in many years, and I couldn't remember the title of it. So when I was looking for it, for whatever reason, I was just putting boxing noir, and like 
I think it even did come up, but it just sounded off to me. But and I think I when you texted me about doing this one again, I think you even said, you know, you know the the boxing one, the boxing one, yeah, <laughs> you know, the, you know the, let's do the boxing one. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad we did. Uh, it's a 1949 film, RKO baby, R- RKO bringing the hits, uh, written by Art Cohn and directed by Robert Wise. Uh, Robert Wise also wrote the film Noir Tomorrow is Another Day from 1951. You know the James but, Bond movie. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen this this one though the the, the 1951? I have not. Have you? Okay. I have not. No. So maybe we'll get to it. It was directed right. by Felix E. Feist and starring Ruth Roman and Steve Cochran. Oh. And then he also wrote 1953's The Girl Who Had Everything starring Elizabeth Taylor. I like that title. Seems like she had it all from the poster. He, I'm looking and then at it now. He died in March 22nd, 1958 in the same plane crash that killed her husband, actually. Oh, wow. And, uh, and some other producers. And the plane was actually named the Lucky Liz after Elizabeth Taylor. Oh. Wasn't so lucky after all. Yeah, not so much. Robert Wise, the director, was a four-time Oscar winner. He's been everywhere. Uh, he directed West Side Story. Do you, you like West Side Story? Uh, wow. It's okay. I, 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 don't, I don't dislike it. I feel like it, because that was a movie that I, I remember watching in high school. Like, I, I, it was more on, like, the academic level of just, like... Yeah, I we had to watch time. it in um, music yeah. class in elementary school. But, it, yeah. you know, I, it, because of that, they would show you so many musicals, and, man, they mostly do nothing for me. I, I'm not, I think they have a right to exist, and then I wish I... You know, a lot of times I envy people that like musicals. And they're singing numbers, having a good... They seem like happy, well-adjusted people. And, uh, yeah, that, I just... I like a few of them. I, I'll say this. I'll admit, I love Grease. Like, I will watch Grease. Grease is a great on. time. Yeah, I, I know every single song in that, and I will it watch that movie. It makes the girls cream, Dan. <laughs> yeah. That was it's, something put upon children. Yeah, I was going to say, like, like, watching it as an adult is a much different experience, for sure. Like, Add that to our Ace Ventura, Forrest Gump list. Yes. Oh, our yeah, letterbox it, list of, holy shit, this movie is more fucked up than you think as an adult. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A lot of little things in particular in that movie, but uh, actually, it was just on the other day. And Grease 2. Uh, I also really oh enjoy Grease 2, but it is it is awful, but it is enjoyable for sure. It's a time. Yeah. West Side Story, though, I remember really stood out because it just had teeth. Like, there's gangs in it. and They're dance, just, they're dance fighting. <laughs> They're dance fighting, the snapping. I, it was just like, it's, and it's a cool story. I, I just actually remember really liking that one because it just stood apart. And, and you know, judging from this film, so well directed and, and all these other famous ones, you know, like there was a reason why. Spielberg's supposed to be coming out with his remake soon. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, Robert Wise, I mean, yeah, he, he had like, I, I think what I appreciate about him is, is how like, the wide array of, of types of genres of movie that he's done like yeah. very so he was well. Yeah, con- contract for RKO for a while. And then right. uh, this was actually his last RKO Correct. contract. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he did, you know, he did West Side Story, Sound of Music, The Day the Earth Stood Still, and he even did the first Star Trek movie. Right. The, the slow motion picture. <laughs> <laughs> I, which I also, love. Which I love. I love that movie, but it I, is I, slow. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm still slowly, slow, speaking of slow, making my way through like first Star Trek to get there. But I, I mean, the original show is amazing. And I, all the movies with the original cast are, are worthwhile, at least, at, at the very least. I'm more in the zone for that stuff than I was at any point in my life. You know, it's just getting it together, you know? There's, the movies are fun. They're, they're, there's they're episodes cool of The Rockford Files I could be watching, you know? <laughs> That's true. That's, you know, it's all commitment or yeah, Twilight man. Zones, you know, like there's, there's so much stuff. There was so much cool TV back then. Adam West, Batman. I got that Blu-ray. Love it. That's a good, that's a back, good one. 
and that thing, you know, it probably won't exist much longer because Disney owns Fox now and Fox is who produced that show and it like barely came out to begin with. So get those blues if you don't have them or you'll have the blues. I, I, I think we need to add in like a sound effects of like the like the cheesy drum, drum roll and like... Are, are you implying that I just delivered you cheese, Dan? Eh, maybe a little bit. Did we make... Are we in the dairy section? I apologize. We, I think we I think we just went down that aisle. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll get back to the Robert Wise section. Um, yes. He made 1947's Noir Born to Kill. Mm-hmm. That's a good time. We'll get to that one. I think Noir Alley just showed that, didn't they? They did, and I missed it. I, I, I wanted to see it, and I, I happened to miss that episode. I saw they were doing that. I just didn't get to watch it. Noir Alley, like, especially because, like, we did our, recorded our first episode, and then weeks later they did Detour, like, before mm-hmm. our first episode actually was released, and, mm-hmm. like, Ever since then, I felt like like a parent with their kid at school, and you know, I just need to know what the the cafeteria is serving them that day, so I don't mess up their dinner. Exactly. No, I I totally get that. Yeah, and they I feel like they we we've, we've been doing a nice job of kind of not always touching on stuff that they've done recently, which is good. Which is, I mean, even if we do, it's not. I think it's not the end of the world. But well, because in one sense, it's like, hey, here's a re- way we can all get together and. You know, here's an easy way to watch it because a lot of times these movies are hard to find. This one's not streaming anywhere. You're going to need to right. to rent it or buy it, but it is actually rentable. Warner Archive did this one. They did, and the Blu-ray looks amazing. They, Warner Brothers just owns R- uh, RKO. I, they I do. Think. They, they do. I mean, they they put they out enough to. stuff where that has to be the case. They do. They do. Yeah. Because um, I mean, because uh, um, Des- uh, Destination Murder is also RKO as well. Yeah. Um, and that's only a DVD Warner for Archive. that, though. I think that's Correct. half the problem. They need a new print so we can all enjoy it and rent it. So as maybe was, when a blue comes out, we'll celebrate this movie. As I was watching my DVD copy of it the other night, I was thinking about how the transfer could look so much better because it, it does look different between the, the DVD and the Blu-ray. Like the, the DVD print does not look that good comparatively, yeah. especially to the Blu-ray. So I would love an upgrade. Warner Archive, if you're listening, please, please, please upgrade that movie because it's fantastic. And yeah, we, we will review it. Send us yes. some copies and we will review it. Uh, yes. We've given you plenty of money. Don't worry. We'll, yes. we'll continue to do so. Uh, we're actually about to, to cover more. We just did today and more movies coming up later. Did we even decide our next movie? We probably shouldn't have d- jumped into this movie before <laughs> doing it. I didn't even think about that. Well, we'll I think I got, a, I got a Hail Mary I'm going to pull, I think. Okay. Yeah. I'm into it. Watch it. Watch out. So yeah, uh, Warner Archive, do that. We would love to, to watch it, but cut, we're going to keep covering it. we got so much coming out. I, I thought we'd probably do Criterion more, but we've definitely done more of Warner Archive. And that's what I was going to say. I feel like, you know, you know, thinking for our next one, I was thinking maybe at some point soon a Criterion would be nice to, to get to. Um, I actually, if you, you wait for my Hail Mary, you may be pleased, my friend. Uh, okay. But if it's on Criterion, it's for me. <laughs> that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's not actually this one. Oh, I, dang it. Yeah, yeah. You get no more. I know you love spoilers. Spoiler Dan, I think we found your nickname. That's me. I like to spoil everything. <laughs> but yeah, you watched uh, Destination Murder last night, and I like texted you like right when you finished it. Like, I, I literally, can't find this. I literally and went upstairs. Early, and, early and enough, I felt like I was like, okay, this will be sort of okay. But yeah, no, it's too late. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's because I fall asleep too early now. That's the problem. I have to start the movie at like, you know, 7, 38 o'clock just to make sure I, I don't fall asleep. Oh, I've had like I took the weirdest early nap after that, and then just like woke up three in the morning and put this one on. Oh, did you? I mean, I, yeah. I feel like that's a Which that I, is a good I, delirium time to I'm watch. Doing that actually a good a good amount of for these, and it's worked out perfectly. Like I'm in the zone for it. Well, I feel like setup definitely lends well to that for sure. I mean, just the vibe and and everything in the movie. Yeah, um, and it's it's another brisk one. 
which yeah, is great. Se- Our, RKO was really good with the runtime. 72 minutes, just, just like uh, Destination Murder. They're both equally 72 minutes even, so that, that worked out interestingly enough. That's a spoiler. Sorry, guys. No, when minutes. I was searching it, I was like seeing how long the movie Destination Murder was, and I was like, oh, that, that sounds like perfect. So I'm actually kind of glad we were able to replace it with something similar, but yeah. You know what? I got something else to say about Robert Wise, all right? Sure. So back off. <laughs> <laughs> he, in his later years, he was really into like and, and active in the production and promotion of DVDs of his films. And mm-hmm. actually one of his final commentaries was, was for this film. Oh. So I, it, it's nice to see when they were still around and you can get their take. I, I feel like a lot of the Criterions, especially like you see a director do like a commentary and then they die like a month later. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it's so a, glad we got him. Not a good luck. Thing to do it yeah i yep. think uh, i think he's on the blu-ray i think that is a commentary on the blu-ray and i think uh, martin scorsese does a commentary on the blu-ray as well because he's he's a you he's know a a, huge a very, fan very vocally huge fan of this of this movie yes. he um, showed a print of it during the aviator was a fun fact that kept coming up for me and then also he uh when he was making raging bull just had to be very careful not to be too influenced by this movie right which but i mean it's not. easy to see why he, he would love this film i mean there's a lot to love i mean it's it's lean mean it's, it's a, a fighting machine, machine. Yeah, I I think that kind of sums it up, <laughs> and, you know, as a whole. Yep. Good night, really, everybody. You you heard it here, folks. That's the that's the movie in a nutshell. Yep. You know what? Let's crack this nutshell. I'm I'm feeling generous to the audience. Let's, you know what? We're actually going to go ahead and talk about this one. We're here. We're here. Watch out. Um, with, with, you're about so to get this, some great names coming up. Some it, great character names. <laughs> it's true. Oh, um. So uh, this movie it was based upon a narrative poem. Mm-hmm which is <laughs> interesting enough itself. Yeah. Which wasn't that a uh, plot point of sunset Boulevard. Like they were working off of his poem or whatever. So now we yeah. kind of see more that how this actually happens and like, Oh, that wasn't so it's a real bad thing. shit after all. It's a real thing indeed. But uh, not like, anymore. I, I can't remember last time I, I heard of a, a newer movie that was like, Oh yeah, we got this off, off a narrative poem. I know what poem <laughs> did you like everybody read and then let alone then be inspired to make a film of but you know maybe that's what's missing from from hollywood these days a little bit of poetry a little bit of heart you know wait wasn't the last fast and the furious movie based on a narrative poem yes i believe it was um <laughs> off of the um the speedy and the angry number okay. seven yeah that's or eight right. we're up to right. fast yeah. eight right i think i thought we we're up to 10 maybe i'm wrong well, maybe no, no. i think it's gonna end at 10 okay right? yeah this well, is the, I... the one that's coming we're supposed to go to space I did hear that, and and I'm so hyped for it. I was gonna say, I mean, why not at this point? That movie, like, I, I, uh, I didn't like those the early movies. It just wasn't for me too much. Mm. And then once it became just superheroes with cars, like it was, it's been a such a blast. You're just along for the ride, which is you know always fun to do when you can that's, just let. I mean, go. that's the way it should be with those movies. It's like you can't take yourself too seriously. It's just like this is just a ride for fun, and yeah, that's what it is. Beep beep, right? Yep. Uh, the poem was written by Joseph Moncure March, and he gave up his job as the first managing editor of The New Yorker, actually, to devote himself to writing. Hmm. Another thing that used to happen, and now no one would be crazy enough to do. Right. Um, but things were going well off the strength of the poem, so he went to Hollywood to work as a screenwriter and, and was there for, for many years. And he volunteered to work on the film, but he was turned down. Ah. The boxer Stoker Thompson was actually Pansy Jones, and he was a hmm. black boxer. That was a mm-hmm. big deal that they changed uh, that. The characters were also not married. He was a bigamist mm-hmm. in, in the poem. And yeah, Pansy Jones. They said that they couldn't cast a black man because there was no contract, no one on contract to RKO at the time, but it does seem like a bit of an excuse. Yeah. 
because uh, there's another fun fact that says RKO vetoed the idea since at that point a black actor had never played a lead in a major Hollywood film. So sounds like they were just yeah not with the times. Yeah, fucking racists. <laughs> yeah, but they're closed now, so you know what? They got theirs. They did. They got bought out. So and there's also a change in the ending too, which we'll we'll get to I guess when we get there. But mm. that that was another thing that was changed about it. Uh, the shoot took 20 days, and yeah, I feel like that's enough before, so we can get started. I think so. This, what's cool about this movie is that it takes place in real time. Yeah, it's awesome. That's such a uh, right off the bat. 10 out of 10, this thing wins. Uh, a very yes. cool framing device. Um, and they keep showing you the clock, too. Mm-hmm. So we start at 9.05 p.m. And by the end, we're at 10.16 p.m. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, and, and just how this the whole movie rolls out is, is so great. You, you meet Stoker Thompson, who's played by Robert Ryan. He's 35 years old, which as a 36-year-old really puts so much in, in perspective. <laughs> he's, he's about to take on a fight. He's in Paradise City this whole place did you did you make any guns and roses uh every jokes time. in your head every time okay good it, every so it, wasn't, time. it wasn't just me yeah and i was trying to avoid it now which i think we did a good job of but we also had to acknowledge the uh the axle in the room yeah we had i think i think it had to be said I, 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 leading up i mean for whatever reason that was the only thing i wanted to talk about this entire episode so <laughs> now now that i've said it i think we're good Good night, everybody uh his wife play, uh, julie is played by audrey totter mm-hmm She's she's been around these films before. She's actually in yes. the Postman. Always she twice. is. Yeah, we can't mm-hmm. stop bringing up this movie for one. That's probably the worst movie we've watched out of all of these. It's probably my least favorite. So yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. It just it just keeps coming back. I think at one point, like years down the line, we'll have to ring again on that one and see if uh, now that we know what to expect, if there's nah, you know, fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> So she's really concerned about him because, you know, he's 35. This guy's is it's over for him. He's too old. Mm-hmm. 35. And, and he's been losing a lot, too. Old. Yeah, we, we, we find out that he's been he's been really on the downturn, not only in age, but just in, you know, truly in, in his fighting ability or I guess but depending on the matchup he's been against. But it seems like he's been on a pretty long losing streak for a bit. So it seems yeah, like it's it seem like he ever really was doing that good to begin with. That's but, true. Um, that's true. But in particular, and, that, recently, and you kind of yeah. you'll hear that when you're in the um, the locker room there's a lot of a lot of this going around yeah and he his uh, robert ryan's face looks like a boxer i mean he was a real boxer he did mm-hmm. he did some boxing in college and and that was everyone kind of was cast with that in mind but that was kind of fascinating like instantly just like yeah i believe that it's not like he a looks like a boxer typical for sure. like yeah. leading man hunk like it's just like oh yeah that's that's great so i, I definitely appreciated that but so yeah, yeah. julie's just kind of wants him to stop it's been taking its toll on them both but he's just He's going to do this, this fight. It I mean, I, you know, you, you get the sense of like, you know, they're in a hotel room. So it's like you, you get based on some of the backstory that you get throughout, including when they're having this conversation, it's like, it seems like they're on the road all the time too. It's like they, it's, you get that real sense of like, you know, this is supposed to be like the last fight. You know what I mean? Like they want it to yeah. be the last fight because they he wants, she wants him to retire and just kind of have this like, you know, settle, you know, settle down uh, life, you know, for the both of them where he can just kind of not, have his face punched in every night and they can just, you know, just live, live a, you know, a peaceful life. Oh, Bill, it ain't I want to hurt you, but well, what kind of a life is this? Springfield, Middletown, Unionville, Paradise City. How many more beatings do you have to take? Yeah, but if I get a top spot again, you'll get 500 bucks, maybe six. Bill, it's been good a long time between us. 
I want to keep what we've got. Don't you see what we could do with 500 bucks? I could get a piece of Tony Martinez. Best looking middleweight I've seen since Harry Greb. I'm training myself. And... Or we could get a beer joint. Maybe that cigar stand I told you about in Union City. I don't care about Martinez or cigar stands or anything else. It makes no difference to me if you go back to the docks or drive a garbage truck or, or go on relief even. Julie. Well, it's better than having you with your brains knocked out, Bill. It's better than having you dead. Stop it, Julie. Stop it. And he said, like, all he needs is, like, $500 or $300 or something yep. like that. So, you know, it, it, he's close, for sure. Um, and the hotel's, like, everything is, like, right. Paradise City is so centralized, like, right in this. Everything's across the street from every, everything, which is cool. But, I mean, that's what helps take place in, in real time. Yes. It may be his last uh, fight, but he says, I'm going for it. But his manager is pretty sure he's going to keep losing. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been on that streak, as he said. So, you know, he's going to go ahead and take money for a dive from a mobster. For 50 bucks. <laughs> for 50 bucks. From Little Boy is the name of this mobster, played by Alan Baxter. Uh, just a um, great name. Uh, and his manager's name is Tiny. Yes. So that was a good time. Everyone's quite small. Yes. Or at least a name they are. Yeah. So, yeah, all right after that, you're just like, oh, man, that, that's such a, a bummer. He's not going to inform Stoker about the, the dive. And, and, and it sounds like to him, it, it sounds like it's a, it's, it's one, he, he, he knows it's a sure thing that he's going to lose. So like what, what kind of confidence, like as a manager, you're saying, yeah, this, this guy is so terrible at this point that I know he's going to lose. So I'm not going to tell him. And B, he, he, he wants him to lose for just mostly the sake of, the, of he doesn't want to give him a small cut of the $50. That he's getting, he already gave a cut to the, his other, the, you know, his trainer that was with him got, got a cut as well. Bootleg so, Mickey Rooney. Exactly. <laughs> right? I was thinking that the whole time, too. Like, who is this photocopy Mickey Rooney? He, he's in a lot of movies, though. I'm trying to think of uh, what other movies he's been in. You're thinking of Mickey Rooney. He's been in a lot of movies. It's not Mickey Rooney, though. There's a Mickey Rooney noir, isn't there? I watched that. There has to be. Yeah. Oh, he was in Crisscross and he was in Kiss Me Deadly. That, that's what it was. I knew he was in a couple film noirs that I've seen. Okay. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely been around... Uh, he was in The Crooked Way, which is another I watched Kiss Me Deadly very recently, too. I'm surprised I didn't remember that. That's one I would love to do, because that one's a fantastic movie. Noir Alley did it too soon. We got to wait. I know, but it's so They good. did spaghetti and meatballs, and now we have to have salad tonight. I'm sorry. One of these days. One of these days. <laughs> Straight to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> the Hotel Cozy is the name of the hotel, by the way. Great hotel name. So it seems, pretty, it seems pretty cozy. I, it I, actually, all, the whole town looks like a good time. I wouldn't mind getting trapped there for a weekend. Catch a fight, get a burger. Fight? Wait, there's boxing on Wednesday and there's yep. wrestling on Friday, which we Boo! find out. Wait. Nobody wants to see wrestling. That's what well, everybody booed. Every I'm not booed. Everybody booed when wrestling was mentioned. And don't forget, Friday night is wrestling night. <laughs> That's true, but I, I think when they mention the fact that they're going to have fish involved in the, in the in the ring, I think that might get a better reaction because they said that at one point that there was going to be fish in the in the ring or something like yeah. that. Did you get, did you catch that? Where they were at one point because that was going to be a thing that people would want to see maybe more is the fact that there's actual fish in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe it's that was been, a thing, but it's been a minute since I checked in on the fish fight. So I'm sorry. <laughs> Wouldn't want to call the fish police. <laughs> What a, what, a, what a great show that was. It Remember was. that show, the cartoon? It was. It was based off a comic book, actually. Yes. I used to watch it when I was a kid. 
I saw an episode or three. John Ritter, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. John Ritter. I wonder how that sh- if that show was like better. People were so against Fish Police. Yes, that's right, everybody. We finally brought up Fish Police. <laughs> we, we've been threatening this for a long time. We, we finally waited to episode eight to get there. But it's like there were so many unaired episodes and stuff like that. But people were just like, Fish Police in the 90s? Get the fuck out of here. How dare you? An animated show on the CBS lineup? What would grandma think? Exactly. Put on another episode of JAG. Was, was JAG on back then? I, I wonder. Nah, you know what? That was pretty too soon for JAG. You, you know what it was? They were just they had to compete with ABC's Capital Critters. That's what it was. It was yeah. it was it was that big animated uh, you know sitcom. Uh, what what a time to be alive, huh? I watched that too, man. I, I watched I watched Capital Critters as well. So I mean, I was I was all in. I was watching yeah, pretty much anything and everything. I mean, back then we didn't have the internet and and you just watched TV. So I mean, whatever was on, you know what I mean? Like you would try at least try everything out. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's how we became who we are. Yeah, very much so. Did you get any more fun fish police facts? Or? I was trying to pull them up. I felt I felt like you were on the, the hunt and then, then nothing, you didn't gill us anything. Uh, well, I'm, I'm like looking at some of the act, the voice actors on it that I forgot about. Like I like Hector Elizondo was one of the characters. Tim Curry was a voice. Uh, wow. Frank Welker was also, you know, he did of course, a lot yeah. of the Hanna, Hanna-Barbera voices. He does um, any animal or weird sounding voice and he's still still working. Joe Beth Williams. Yeah, I remember really enjoying this show. Yeah, it was fun. Bright colors. I, it, fun. To, you know, under underwater world was always a good time. You know, I was into it. I had a, I had a, um, I had a, a, uh, a you remember the Bendables figures? Like the, the like the Bendable action figures? That yeah, they they're just like, Bendables? Pla- yeah, plastic. They, they weren't like uh, articulated at all. Right, they were, yeah, like, you could just bend them. Yeah, but well, there was I some had, would be like wires inside of it. Right. Well, yeah. I had one of, I had one of Inspector Gill from that show. So nice. I actually have one, a bendable of that. I always remember that. I just remember any time I got a bendable, like if it was like a comic thing, it would just like, it was always from like some relative who gave like a bad Christmas party. You would be like, why did you give me this and not like an actual toy? Toy, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked all action figures or any type of figures growing up. So I was, I, I welcomed, I welcomed anything. I would just use my imagination and well, whatever you, it was. Dan. I, I, was I, greed, I was a greedy child and I had standards <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I wasn't necessarily insinuating that. I was just saying that, you know, I, I, you know, I tried to make do as best as possible, I guess. Anything, you can make anything sound good with perspective. Come on, That's man. true. I think that's about all I have as far as the, uh, the fish police nuggets. I don't know if I want to really go down that hole. Uh, well, unless there, you, we talk about episode four called The Codfather. Um, wow. Maybe, I love maybe, it. Maybe, maybe we need to do a whole side episode of just talking, of watching all uh, six aired episodes of, of Fish Police somehow. <laughs> and I think on YouTube. In. I think I, I remember like last time I thought about it, I was like fish police. I mean, sure, certainly, certainly the theme song is on uh, YouTube, but Th- that would be a fun thing to revisit. I, I, I could see that being like having some, some noir themed episodes too. Well, the, the one thing that I was thinking about, I was watching setup what, and I was, and, and I, I was going to ask you, cause I know that do you we have both... something relevant to say. Wow. I do. Sorry. What? No. <laughs> hey, Hey, let's be clear. Fish, fish police is always relevant. Okay. It, let's, it let's... came up very natural and exactly. I can't remember how it came up, but I was very natural. I will, I will always make sure that fish police is in the conversation, but Good. Um, more specifically to, I know our, our mutual, other mutual shared interest of the show police squad is I, I, the whole time I'm watching this, I was thinking of the boxing episode of, oh, of, yeah. uh, of that, which is an amazing episode, but I was Good just thinking call. of like, of, you know, he's like, it's like, that's, that's Mary's toaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I was thinking about that episode. We're, um, about, we're about to get a snowstorm here. 
you know, the snow already happened. I think everything went fine, guys. But from the past mm-hmm. or the future, it's about to come. And I think I'm going to be doing that, watching that Blu-ray. I yeah, just I good, just watched the Blu-ray not that long ago because I, I picked up after we kept talking about it. I was like, I got to upgrade it. And then I upgraded and watched it all. And it was recently. But I might do that again as well because that's just – It goes so quick. Watch. I remember when I, I finished it, I was like, I was so sad that it was over. And then you, you, know, you just do uh, uh, Naked Gun. But still. Right. You're always time. craving more. They always leave you wanting more. It's true. I, dude, I say the, 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 I think about the, the joke, this, the stupid joke of the all night wicker place constantly. Like, that is like the one thing I just think of how funny that line is and that setup is. It's so stupid, but I just, I love that's it. The, like, that's the best stuff, the, though. The dialogue of just like how serious it is. Like, oh, yeah, it turns out it was one of those all night wicker places. It's like, <laughs> Look, anyone that's listening to this podcast in our humor knows that's the sweet spot. We it is. It is. We I, I keep think, it very dumb. I think of that all the time, you know, especially when I'm, I'm down, I think of that line and it, it, it perks me right back up. So you, Keeps you, 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 you need that. That's good. I have a couple in my pocket as well. But we'll that and Mystery Science Theater 3000 for me. Those are my two go-tos. Anything Police Squad related or Mystery Science Theater 3000 related, those are my go-tos. There you go. You painted a very vivid picture of who you are. Yeah, I feel like it sums it up. No more Mystery Science Theater and Police Squad. I feel like that's a pretty good, uh, di- di- you know, a, um, a good portrait of me. Yes. So now you know what kind of hunk to picture in your mind for those, and, uh, and fish, those strangers and, out there. And fish, please. Yeah, so we can't forget <laughs> about your, uh, your tail, your fish tail. Yes. Here's some more fun fish facts for you. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Julie, she says, I have a headache. I don't want to, I'm not going to this fight. I don't want to watch this man I love just get beaten to a pulp. So she, they kind of split up. She walks around. Uh, she walks around the town. Yeah. She's trying to like get her thoughts off of uh she doesn't care about the money about the five hundred dollars, but you know, he goes, if you're a fighter, you gotta fight. Yep. And that really sums it up. So he heads to the arena, um, and then so she kinda is still just really like depressed and and really worried about him. Um so she's kinda walking around the town, which is the, my favorite stuff from this movie. And oh, yeah. she she is able to, to the editing the, the camera shots and, and her acting, it just really conveys just such worry. And it's, it's weirdly like, it's a very loud film, but it's a very quiet film too. Like there's not a yeah. lot of dialogue at times um, or you're just letting kind of the, the background paint the picture for you. And uh, while well, what's going on in the foreground is just uh, silent, but emotional, you know, it's great stuff. There's a lot of uh, dread being carried, a lot of heaviness. Yes. Considering a majority of the movie film. is the fight. I mean, you, when you yeah. think about it, I mean, like a, a majority of it is in real time, the actual fight. And that's obviously a lot of you know loud action between the audience and the fight itself. But you're right. Like there's a really nice little scene where, where she walks by that penny arcade and she kind of notices like the, 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 the kids kind of playing around. And then she looks like she's starting to kind of like try to perk up a little bit, but then she sees the kids fighting with the little boxing yeah. uh, toy. And like that like completely just deflates her at that the point. old rock'em sock'em. Yep prototype yeah say pre pre rock'em sock'em and then some scumbag tries to hit on her too but yeah. you know she handles it pretty pretty, pretty well, fucking yeah. well yeah and uh yeah just that scene where she's like kind of like headed to like the subway and she like pauses oh, yeah. for a second I, that's one of my favorite scenes masterful. ever very very masterful I, I think ever since i saw that scene like couldn't remember the name of the movie but yeah i remember that scene ever since i, I yeah. carry it with me um, the boxing movie with that scene you know that you know that one yeah exactly <laughs> you know much like your wicker joke from uh yes police squad exactly same thing um, you know the one five minutes into the movie they say the title line by the way yes that's true so i made note of that 
then uh, so at this point you're kind of in the locker room. This a lot of fights going on. There's a, there's a long lineup on this. There's a lot of fighters. I mean, and he's lower build too. I mean, I think he's he's like he's lower build, and then they say he gets bumped up to the gets, end. So he's actually after the I main. I want to say he was like event. maybe even like before the main event, and then after. Yeah, it ended up being after. So I think it was four events, and I think initially he's billed as the second one, and then so basically the the second worst or the second lowest. Yeah. And then uh, when he gets into the locker room, they say, oh, yeah, by the way, yeah, because of radio coverage, you know, you're going on after the main event. So you would think it's like it is it's almost worse. Like it's like when, when you play a show for like a local show, you think you know, for bands like, you, oh, you want to play as like the quote unquote headliner or the, or the last event. But in most cases, you don't because most people leave after the, you know, the band that most people want to see or the show that people want to see. You know, it, it's it's a, it's like a negative thing more than anything. Uh, and if you're playing a dud, you want to just get in and out. So right, exactly. So so yeah, for him, I'm, and he, and it's even longer that he has to wait. I mean, so he has to really kind of stew about this. This oh, he's in the, he's in there for a while, and all these people yeah. are coming in like saying like, hey, I beat this guy or like punched into his guts, and like I could feel like the softness of him, and just really vivid detail about uh, just how brutal these fights are. I thought you said he was tough. Well, I thought he was. Boy, he sure laid out when I clipped him. I told you he was a sucker for a left. Uh, everybody's a sucker for something. I knew I had him the first time I let him have it in the gut. His belly was soft, like mush. I kept hammering the same spot. And every time my mitt sinks deeper and deeper, you should have heard him grunt the last time. I thought I went right through him, like jelly. It's just like he's listening to it. There's like a new kid on, on the block having to take all this in, too. Like it's... There's Gunboat Johnson. Yes. <laughs> Gunboat, not Gun. gumbo, <laughs> that dumbo, gunboat. It wasn't until I saw that written out for me that I was. Oh, like, you okay. didn't? Oh, you, oh, you, you kept hearing I, gumbo? <laughs> I heard gumbo, yeah, gumbo Johnson. That would have been funnier, honestly. Yeah, think, it would have been. I would I would have been probably more curious about where he got the name. Like, I think that would have been funnier to me. As much as, like, Stoke, Stoker is a great name, I, I like I like that as, a, you know, Stoker Thompson sounds like a, like just a great boxer name. Yeah, definitely. But, yeah, you know, more so than Tiger Nelson, the guy that he ends up fighting. I know, totally. That young, who's that young whippersnapper upstart, Tiger? He has like cr- young whippersnapper hair too, like that hairstyle that existed until like the late '80s. Yeah, kind of wavy. Like I just remember there was a guy on uh, Crime Story. Mm-hmm. You ever see Crime Story? I remember the name. I, I didn't. I Michael Mann show it. after he left Miami Vice, starring Dennis Farina. No, I didn't. I mean, I like Dennis Farina. I would like fifties cops. Uh, yeah, the, this guy's been in stuff. He was like the bad guy in Avatar. And he was in that like Lights Out movie. Are you talking about remember. Dennis Farina? No, uh, I love I love Dennis Farina. Big cause, big cause Farina I was, fan. I was gonna say if we get, if we start talking about uh, striking distance, then I'll be a happy person because that's like one of my all time favorite movies. Oh, um, so good. <laughs> Dennis Farina was a underrated cop, movies cop before becoming an actor. He was. He was um, before uh, he was uh, in Thief briefly yes and he was kind of an advisor <laughs> he's also in code of silence which is another cop movie i think he was a, he was a uh, cop in that movie yep with the infamous uh, chuck norris he's a cop in out of sight i don't know if i've seen out of sight jennifer lopez's uh, father wow look at that yeah steve soderbergh yeah yeah hey what's that guy's name uh that i was just talking about though the guy from crime story who's the bad guy in avatar lights or that lights out movie where he's like the blind guy the like that horror movie from a couple years ago he starred in that so that's probably your best bet I'm looking at that now. He became like weirdly buff like after, but in crime stories, like this Weasley lawyer, but he has that hair. I'd even say like- Anthony Dennison? A- no, I don't think that's it. Like Rick, As- Rick Astley had this hair as well. Oh, it's Andrew Dice Clay. That's who it was. What, what are you even looking at? 
Where are I'm, these names coming from? <laughs> I'm, I'm reading Crime Story American TV series. Wikipedia. Oh, Andrew Dice Clay was on Crime Story. Yeah, so see, I, I, I wasn't making it up. <laughs> exactly. I, had, I, had pur- I had purpose to that. There was very little purpose. I'm going to have this guy's name ready for you. Is it William Campbell? No. Oh, it's uh, Stephen Lang. Oh, Stephen Lang. Yes. He had the same hair. I kept thinking of Stephen Lang and Crime Story. Oh, po- okay. I'm going to post a picture on the social medias, uh, so hopefully it won't look too insane. But I was going to say, because yeah. obviously it's it, critically relevant <laughs> to our discussion today. Yeah. Because everyone needs, everyone needs to see him. I've already provided my research most of it for this episode so you know what i was just coasting from here exactly it's all it's all gravy from here exactly look this movie's so good it speaks for itself um, it really does it, it, it is it is like i said earlier i will keep coming back to the lean mean fighting machine like it's movie. tough because not much happens in it and it, but like, yeah but so much happens in it you know right. so it, it, it's kind of tough to do this like play by play because so much is just kind of like you're dealing with the, the existential dread and uh you know, you, you have like the, the crowd scenes watching the fight, which is great. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole cast of characters there. Then you have the locker room and then you have, you know, Julie kind of walking around town. Uh, a great scene where she's on that uh, bridge or whatever. And she right. tears up the ticket, yep. you know, all of that great stuff. Um, Her going to the diner, little, little thing, getting hamburgers and it was our diner. Yep. Yeah. As soon as I saw that burger, I'm just like, there's a diner, of course. Yep. Diner alert. Truly. Like, if you're putting on, like, writing a new noir movie and it doesn't have a diner in it. And I'm like, you know, you you and I consider ourselves writers. And, like, you know, we've been doing, have some ideas in our head. I have, like, noir ideas. And I've had the diner always. But I never really put together what a trope it was until, like, we started watching all of these. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I was just clever. And I love how she complains about the price and, and she got all this stuff and it was like a dollar and like $1.16 yeah! or something like that. Two beers and like a hamburger. Soup. Like soup. A bunch of, like a bunch of stuff and it was like a dollar sixteen. She was like, Oh, you're gonna do a little dance too. She haggled like him. Yeah. yeah, she tried yeah. to haggle him. It was wild and uh, show. Yeah, it's like what what do you expect? <laughs> Anything else? Couple of cans of soup. What kind? Vegetable. Oh, and two bottles of beer. That will be uh, one thirteen, for three cents to the governor. That's one sixteen. One sixteen. You ought to throw in a floor show. I think out of all the burgers that we've seen so far, this one was the best looking one. It did look pretty good. I'm not a burger guy, but yeah, I I, I like that it did have a nice close shot on it when it first the the scene opened. So yeah, I do I do give it. Yeah, that. it, it looked good, you know nice and shot. juicy. Uh, here's some notes that I have for you, Dan. Mm-hmm. You ready for them? I'm ready for your notes. I'm going to sock it to you. You like this? Being, I, I love topical, it. Topical, man. The blind guy who was in the crowd, mm-hmm. he should have sat next to the guy with the radio instead of having his friend uh, explain everything to him. That's true. Well, the that guy was who was listening to the radio was listening to a baseball game, though. Oh, okay. See, I missed that completely. That that I think that that's almost seemed like a guy that was... What a fucking dick. Who pulls that move? Well, I think that that was supposed to indicate the maybe the gambling aspect of it because it, it seems like you know if a guy is going to go somewhere and do that and then listen to the radio, he probably has money on the on the on the boxing match and, 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 and the baseball game. If he's you know addicted to gambling, let's say you know, or he's very much into gambling, you know that that that's what I took that as. Um, yeah. In that in that context. All right. Way to go, Art Cohn. You got you thought you, this one through. You got me. Hey, I hey, you try to get it by. You try to sneak it by us, but I, I was, I was, I was hip to it. You coning me, bro? Hey, man. I, I, I also say, I also say this that I love the phrase. Um, what's it called a uh, sawback? Yes. For, for the ten dollars, and then yes. uh, they did talk about that. And anytime that comes up, I'm always like, oh man, that just sounds so cool. Yeah, I got, I got, a, I got a sawback. Give me a sawback on that. 
I would love to just say that to somebody and see what happens. I, I would bet a small percentage of people would actually get what they're talking about. I guess we just sort of have to see, like, who do you think is, like, the oldest person that we can drop this on? And they'll be like, here's your 10. Yeah, yeah, here you on go. Sawbuck, the yeah, oldest oldest bank teller in town, you know? I was going to say, I, I <laughs> the, only, the only bank teller in town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I, 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 I'm waiting for jokes the as inside as possible, please, yes. Dan. I'm, I'm waiting for, like, the... the, the, the you know, the opportunity to do something like that. Like, like, I feel like that's an opportunity that won't present itself. Like I want to bring back these, these noir dialogue into the tropes of today. Like, I, like, I think, you know, jalopy is another one. I'm going to say it again. We didn't talk about, there's no cars really in this movie, but no you know, words like jalopy saw back, you know, like these words, it's like, they call women my, uh, mouse mice. Do they call them in this? I know they call them a lot in movies, but are you talking about in this specific movie? This one, yeah. Okay. They call, in the beginning, they're like, ah, oh, look at all these, I got a date with a mouse tonight. Yes, you're right. You, yeah. you're, you're right, yes, yes. You ought to see the mouse I got waiting outside. Mouse. Don't you ever think about anything else? What else is there to think about? Ain't that right, Stoke? Hold your hands, too. Wait till you see this one. Like a brick battleship. Mouse. You try to gaslight me, Dan, for a second. I was just like, was it this movie? I didn't watch too much last night. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's just because I, I watched, I think I watched because two noirs like back to back. And I, and, they, and I think they said mouse in the other one. Okay. So I, think, I think in my brain, I, I'm like, I was getting them both confused because I like, like I said, like I was just, I had both going at the same time. And uh-huh. I think they both may have been because I know they said dames a lot in, in, in Destination Murder. So I okay. they, no, they said dame like once just yes. to kind of be like, you know, hey, we might, we're kind of making this up. <laughs> yeah. What we mean to say is dame, you know. Right. Three, three people call women m- mice and uh, <laughs> just, just so you know. I've ne- never had seen a boxer in a suit before until Stoker. He's wearing a full suit. That was a fascinating, classy guy. I'll say this: I'm, I, I, to be honest, like I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of sports. Boxing is not one of them, but like other than the Rocky movies, I can ask you this, Dan. I'm glad you brought that up yeah. naturally. I love the Rocky movies. Like, I mean, I'll, they're always fun to me. And there's the other other boxing movies I like besides the setup. Like, I love the setup. Like, you know, even for someone that doesn't like boxing at all, it, it has so much to it, and and the real depth of you know, the human condition is thrown out. I mean, I'm not trying to get too heavy on this, but it really is throughout this film about, you know, even like there's the scene during the, the long fight scene is when he's kind of keeps getting hit and he's, and he's falling down. He looks up and then there's that big sign that says, you know, you know, over 35 question mark. And, and, you know, and yeah. it's really like hitting home the fact of like in the moment of him, like realizing where he's at in his life, but also like, he's still, you know, wanting to push forward and, and fight through this. You know, and, and kind of he just wants to, to feel like he's accomplished right, something, you know? Right, right. He can kind of push through it. As and, someone who's literally going through all of these existential questions yes. right now, a, a year removed from it, it was very effective. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 34 this year, so I'm not I'm not that far behind. Um, Happy few, birthday, Dan! And, thank you. I'm only saying it now, not on the, the occasion. So you got a few put months. It, put it in your pocket. I, you have a few months. I just said no more. I've only got a few months left, so you gotta you gotta tell me the birthday. You gotta give me a happy birthday. You know now now. Did you get some sort of Logan's Run? Uh, extension crystal yes, in your hand I, I for did. four extra years i did four extra years uh and then carousel happens again and <laughs> four more years there's like yep. a uh, yeah have they there's got to be logan's run reboot coming soon right there should be oh i meant to say stallone's he worked on a R- rocky four re-edit during quarantine i heard i heard about that too and it, it has me worried to be honest he removed <laughs> the robot i heard i heard that too and that and that's is, what got me worried that also got me worried uh, and it made me worry about if he's doing that what else what other damage is he going to do to that movie he's the 21st century george lucas oh man 
once you start CGIing, you know, characters into it, then then I think we'll have to really worry. But I don't. I feel like you know to mess with something like that is just unnecessary. It's just like it's a part of the movie. Like just leave it there. I mean, as as, as you know, as, as maybe stupid or dumb that you might think it is, like. I love that about it. Like I love. He's gonna CGI movie. in like iPhones and stuff to try to make it more contemporary. Or like, like or or he'll have him be in a, in a newer vehicle instead of like the whatever Corvette or whatever he's driving. Yeah. That he, that he has all those those montage flashbacks in the entire movie because that's basically oh, all the movie so is. So many. I know it's great. Uh, no, the, I mean I think the robot was very effective because it kind of just shows like how you know out of touch he was and it's got a fucking robot. Well, we, we, all we can hope for now is like Scorsese doesn't try to maybe put the robot in setup. Maybe he does like a reversal where he like tries, <laughs> Scorsese takes over uh, the setup and, and then takes the, takes uh, Paul, real Paul steel? robot and then moves him is, in. Is that real steel? Pretty much. Or, or, or per, my personal favorite robot jocks. Like if, if somehow it, oh, it merges, merges with the robot jocks and like, you know, you got Rocky in, you know, one of the, one of the robots and then you got, you know, I mean that is robot jocks basically. Pretty much. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like I would that would be a Rocky movie that I watch. Maybe that's maybe that's the Rocky five thousand that Spaceballs was talking about. <laughs> Two things. One, did you see the Twilight Zone episode that Real Steel was based off of? No. The Lee Marvin episode. It's really good actually. I do look Lee Marvin. Um if you're looking for a good here's my boxing suggestion follow up. Check out Real Steel, the uh, Twilight Zone episode. Uh, very very clever stuff actually. And also have you seen the YouTube video? For Sylvester Stallone's pen, his signature pen. I have not. All right, I'll, I'll be tweeting that out, guys. Uh, yes, I need to see that. I'll be that sending that to, to Dan it. right afterwards. Here, let me, uh, I'll bring it up on the phone. So make a, make a note of that. Because it's fucking glorious. Stallone pen. What more does a man need? Maybe I'll get that for your birthday. I was going to say, whatever. I mean, just the sound of it has me really curious. So Yes. Someone asked at one point, where's your wheelchair, old man? Hey, Pop! Where's your wheelchair? That was a good time. Good line. I like that. Um, and then also a question I had, uh, has any ref ever not asked for a clean fight? Good question. I so feel like it's just Seems like that it. doesn't need to be said, you know? Yeah, I just feel like it's a part of, like, the, the you know, the lexicon of, of boxing. Like, it's just, you know, it's something you say. We lose Sawbuck, but we keep good clean fight. It's, sometimes we have these trade-offs, Joey, that, I, you know, I, I can't explain it, but... Did you ever listen to that band? What? Good Clean Fight. Isn't it Good Clean Fun? Fun. You're right. Yeah. The, the pop punk band? I guess I'm the loser.com. <laughs> you say but, pop punk? I would say they're more like hardcore. I mean, I guess they loosened up towards the end, but. Yeah, towards the end, I guess. I mean, they were never too screamy. All right, that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> they don't deserve any more attention than this. Fuck them. Fuck them. Uh, so, you know, the, the dread is getting worse, and we learn more about the, um, the, the fix, the, the setup. Yeah, he, I mean, we kind of know it, but he, 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 you know, gets hip to it. and Yeah, and so in the crowd, you got Little Boy, and then he's got his wife, um, who's, forgive me, I don't remember her Bunny, name. Bunny, I, th- I think is her name. Yeah, I'll take that. And, and she's, she's a good time. She seems like she's having fun at the fight. Yeah, I'd say so. You know, maybe because she's getting paid, but. I mean, everyone thinks that they're standing to make a lot of money. I mean, I mean everybody from, it's the, true. You, know, you know, Tiger's manager, you got Little Boy, you got, you know, who else in the stands, you know. Because it seems like there's enough faith in uh, Stoker to kind of get a couple rounds in, you know. He's not like an altogether loser. Right. But, he but they, had it, they had it mapped out. I mean, like, I think yeah. in, in their heads, I mean, and I'm sure that it was a trickle-down effect, too. I mean, I'm sure, you know, he got that to all his buddies that were in the crowd or, or elsewhere. So they're all, you have this expectation that this is, you know, choreographed to a T, that they're, they stand to make a lot of money, which 
we find out that they did not. <laughs> it felt like everyone in the crowd too was like, you know, other than the what, it was the blind guy, right? He was the only one yeah. who was kind of on his side. Right. I think towards the end of it, they started uh, it started kind of picking momentum. Just I think to to see the humanity of him really it was so spectacular. It out. I mean, yeah. all right. So at this point, I say we could jump to the fight. There's not too much you see. I mean, there's like an old guy who gets kind of beaten to a pulp that they have to take out. Got the young, uh, the real young kid. That's yeah. his first fight. Is he the one with the Bible? Yes, and he's got yeah. the high school like uh, like wrestling jacket, so you could tell like they're trying to really yeah. show that he's like you know real young. Everyone's got weird styles in this locker room. It's crazy. I appreciate um, it, man. I appreciate that they, they they really did try to kind of get these characters to get a little bit of a little bit of nuance. So by the time we're at the fight, um, how it was filmed was Robert Wise used three cameras to to capture the scenes. Uh, one was kind of like zoomed in or had the whole yeah. The, yeah had the whole ring and frame and then one was focused on the fighters and then he had a handheld for kind of quick shots and close-ups mm-hmm. so yeah an that, iphone for all the close-ups yeah i mean he's basically using that iphone mentality at the time because yeah you know this is the time where people were getting innovative and, and pulling new shit well i think that's that's what ultimately i think a good reason you know we're 1949 there's not too much right i think happening. that if, if for nothing else, I mean, with, with the, you know, film noir, but just any film from these, like just how creative, you know, cinematographers and directors had to be and, you know, how special it makes these films, I, I think, because it, it really is like an extra element or even an extra plot or an extra actor. You know, it's an extra element that's important to these films. Yeah, no, it's what... Um, it gives it its, its character and its, you know, its vibe. It's what elevates them and makes them stand out and gets yeah. someone a, a Scorsese level so, so into it. Exactly. And us. And us. Uh, so Tiger Nelson versus Stoker Thompson. The fight is on. Arena ding ding. So these are two guys who had actually, you know, been, been boxers. And you kind of you know it instantly because they landed punches. There's no way to fake that even now, let alone then. And it's... Well, Tiger was a pro boxer in real life, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you got two guys that, you know. He had a formally... 52 and, and two record. Wow. But I think that, but you want that realism, though. I think I think it really lends itself well. I mean, you 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 see it kind of come across in the in the in the film, like it you know it looks yeah. very realistic. Uh, his name is actually Sailor Gray in the poem, hmm. Tiger Nelson. Oh, <laughs> good old sailor. Uh, good old sailor. So yeah, I mean, you're seeing blows landing. They got the spit and then the light. Like it's it's happening, and the crowd's loving it. There's that one uh, big fat guy who's just. Every time a customer is eating like a different course of a meal, you know, he's eating ice cream and what, mm-hmm. towards the end of it. Yep. He's having a, he's having a great time. Oh, and one of the guys was re- reading an issue of thrilling love. <laughs> I love that. The crowd was very interesting. It, well, it was the guy, uh, I think like the, the doctor or whatever. Cause when he was like kind of waiting oh, back yeah. in the locker, right, he was right. like, when things were quieted down, he's like, all right, time for me to bust out thrilling love. What, do you, what kind of magazine do you think thrilling love was like a, like a pulp, uh, Sexy stories. stories or something? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. think it was just straight up love? It wasn't. Eh, you think he was a little, little softy? Might have been a little risque. Yeah. Uh, maybe it was a little softy, Dan. I, I like that. You know. Maybe he just loves love. Don't we all? <laughs> Shout out to Love. They're a sponsor on this week's show. Um, the TV go, show Love on Netflix. Yeah, if you go to uh, Netflix.com/love, enter promo code out of the podcast, and you'll get twenty percent off of um, Emotion. Love. <laughs> just, just what I wanted. It loves very expensive these days. It's it's not going down in you're, price. So. You're telling me, man. Ooh. We got Valentine's Day. It passed. It no, passed. You're, you're, talking about, you're already talking about it. I know. That's what I'm saying. It, it already passed. You already spent all your money on it. We miss Bogey already. Yeah, I'm, I miss him. Shout out to the Bogey estate. I miss him every day. Promo code out of the podcast. 
<laughs> Every, everything comes back to our promo. We have all these, this myriad of, of promo codes out in the world. Yeah. So the fight's going on, and uh, he's Stoker's killing it. He's doing a really good yeah. job. Uh, things get better, and at this point, that's when he learns about the fix. They're saying, you're doing too good. We got 50 bucks on this game. Yeah. <laughs> You need, it, so, you need it to pull it in, man. Yeah, we're going to fucking kill you over $50. Yeah. But he's like, he's on too good of a streak. He's been feeling so down about himself. And he's he's finally, he's finally winning. He's taking this kid down. One thing I was thinking about boxing is um, you got to take those breaks, you know, between the rounds. I don't know how you get back up and do it again after you're just like, finally, you know, if you're in the moment, it makes a little more sense. But when you yeah. finally get that breather, that good for them, I guess. Yeah, I think sometimes it helps and sometimes it hurts. I think you know if if you're in yeah. if you're really if you really have the upper hand and you're and you're doing well with momentum, that will break it up. But if you're losing, I, I think that's the only thing that you're waiting for. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it really is like it really depends on where you're at. Yeah, it really is for the losers. Uh, it seems even the losers, just like Tom Petty said, he did. Even losers. That's so funny. I was listening to Tom Petty uh, right before this episode. We talk about you, Dan. Get out of my head. Hey man, you know Petty 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 forever. That's hashtag right. hashtag petty forever go to pettyforever.com uh, enter promo code out of the podcast you get uh, a loser you'll get pictures of our faces <laughs> you get pictures of two losers yeah so he's he's, he's starting to do good the, the kids having a <laughs> the tigers having a tough time with it but he's doing his best um but at one point stoker goes down but he gets back up and he throws the ref off of him that was really cool yeah everyone kind of cheered at that and and he so he wins yeah uh he finally wins over everybody who had been kind of going against him and he's like fuck y'all 35 still alive yep still doing it so he gets he out of there go, on, you want to go out on top you know he wants to go out on top if this is his last one you know this is he wants to win you know exactly so he, uh, he he heads to the back. He interrupts his friend reading uh, the magazine. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say, hey, that's enough of your love stories, you old yep. softy. I, <laughs> yep. need, I need some wrapping up. And the little boy comes in and he says, yeah, you're dead. Yeah, you're done. You're done. You're a fool. How dare you? I'm a little boy. <laughs> that this may is, mean this something in this town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just reading the script right now, right? <laughs> it's true. Sure, there's a sound clip that may have happened or is about to happen that will, uh, you know, dispute that, but. You made a mistake, Stoker. A bad mistake. Well, I don't mean about Nelson Stoker. Three, four wins, and nobody remember what happened up there. But I paid for something tonight, and I didn't get it. I don't like that, Stoker. I didn't know anything. Tiny didn't He's say anything. He's lying. You know he was to go in the date. I'd give Tiny myself the dough an hour ago. Fifty bucks right in his hand. I didn't get any of it. Hold it. it. You get dressed. We'll talk about this later. No, that's, it sounds accurate to me. I think this that's was exactly how it went down. I'm reading from the poems. You know, that's how yes, I. The, that's how the I narrative do it. poem. Yes. Yes, it doesn't. That means it doesn't rhyme, right? Yes, and it tells it, it tells a story versus just being more abstract. I think flowery. Yes. Shout out to poems. Gotta give that shout out to poems, man. Where will we be without poems? Nowhere special. That's for sure. That's, that's poems are just we, songs we just wrote without, a poem. Poems are songs that are just songs without uh, music. Yes. <laughs> so he was. He's he's been threatened, and at this point, he's like, all right, I gotta. Bail. So he's kind of like he goes out into the empty arena, which is cool and really a great spooky. shot. One of, one of my favorite shots in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. 
and he kind of he makes his way out there, but instantly they they got him in the alley. He's trapped in the alley, um, and so they beat him up, and they uh, he hits little boy, and little boy doesn't like that, and he said, "That's the hand I'm going to be breaking, my friend." Well, I, I think it really is like it really does hit you, especially on this because I've seen it a few hit times. You. Yeah, well, I'm getting to that. So um, that it really is like the whole movie is him fighting for his life, you know, and, 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 you know, in the metaphorical sense of like, he's in the ring and he always really fighting for his life in the ring to stay alive, but also to win. But in this case, he's fighting for his life in real life where he's actually out, you know, right, you know, back to back. So he's in you know, that element in the ring and then he's in that element. So, cause he's a fighter and he's going to keep mm-hmm. fighting and, you know, he does a pretty valiant effort. I mean, he's against what, like four or five guys in the yeah. alley and, he, and yeah. he holds his own for a pretty good amount of time actually i think it was even it was maybe three guys yeah and was, and little boy so yeah. like yeah four guys because i was thinking like man two people uh, against two people maybe you're okay but three people yeah it's, it's that, a lot especially a after he one. just after he just you know was in four rounds where he just you know got, got his head bashed in almost you know like i'm sure he was probably exhausted you know what i mean oh totally it's not a good time to be fighting for your life after exactly. you exactly uh, just barely made it through that whole thing. Right. I, you know, you, you really do feel for him. I, I really do in this movie. Like I really the whole feel time. for the situation. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. he has such like a, you know, there's such a, like a, um, a pathos, like just, you know, just thinking about, you know, his putting yourself in his, his position of where he's at. And you're like, he's finally trying to get out and he, you know, it seems like he's ready to kind of settle down. And then, you know, he's still kind of embroiled in this whole mess now in this whole, you know, setup that happens. Yep the titular setup. Yep. Um, so yeah, they, they shatter his hand. Um, and yeah. actually that was changed from the poem. It originally ended with him dying on a subway track. Yes. Yes. So there you go. That, that's our last fun change. Uh, and then Julie, uh, actually what's in, there's a couple making out on the, on the fire escape. That's a, yeah. And while he's like, kind of like trying to like pick himself up. Barely. Yeah. Come, yeah. come to, uh, as his, brains must be scrambled eggs at this point another good shot though just the angle where so it, where it great up yeah yeah that not a wasted shot in this whole movie or minute well they're in dreamland that's the name of the uh restaurant slash club that's next door it's called dreamland that's right um great name he makes his way out though and he, he sees julie or julie sees him yep and uh you know it's it's kind of all over but you know in a, it's it's a weird happy ending in a, in a way uh, it's, a hopeful, it's, like, it's a hopeful end yeah, it's, it's a, a hopeful, hopeful ending which you know with noirs you don't always get and a lot of times i'm actually against you know i don't like them too happy but i this one was so <laughs> devastating it is like a devastating and happy ending you know it's like the death of this man and of his uh his boxing career but yeah. you know it's it's the birth of uh him those two getting together and yeah Finally the next, the next to, chapter yeah exactly finally getting to devote to each other and just figuring it out from there but it is it is a downer though i, I feel like it oh I it's feel a like huge it, downer it's, it's not it, it doesn't ramp up in a way where it feels like cheesy or like awful like you would normally think of, of like, like a quote-unquote happy ending like it's like a it's a hopeful ending but it's like it's a complicated right you're, you're ending. i mean they're basically like in the gut he's basically in the gutter at that point you know completely just you know wrecked and trying to, I guess, pick up the pieces figuratively of his life, um, and his hands completely smashed to bits. Yeah, um, I mean, this could, he, things could have been on the uh, no pun intended upswing for him, you know. Yeah, but didn't didn't work out like that. I'm glad we were able to organically have a lot of the boxing. Uh, it kind of makes me realize like how often I'm saying so much of yes, this stuff. Yes, it just comes naturally. I think it totally does. 
But yeah, overall, great movie. Love it. Um, it's such it's an a easy TKO. Watch. This one was forced. It was a TKO. Not just an RKO, a TKO. It was an RKO TKO is what a more clever man would say. Yes. And the, what the edit will say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah no, this it's so good. Um, I love these quick movies. And um, this one was just so effective. Everyone just firing on all cylinders. A, a good good time to be making a film like this. People, and and, and I do appreciate the, you know, the, the little twist on the genre of, of it's, you know, it's, it's based on boxing. It's based on sport. It's not like your average, like, film I love noir the hybrids. Hybrids right, are a good right. time. It's yeah. not just like your, your standard, like, detective story or something like that, like noir is usually associated with, which are great. But yeah. I, I like the idea that it's, it, is, it is a different, there's a different element to it that gives it its own, own thing. I like detectives, but I like crime more. Yeah, but it, there's there's I, crime. There's crime in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, yeah. I think you know, yeah. like that's that's what makes it very noir right. to me. Um, exactly. I, I, like those are the ones I tend to gravitate more. Um, and sometimes you get lucky in the they kind of inter intertangle. You know, those detectives right. kind of get into some trouble. You know, as opposed to like a Laura, where it's like, oh, good job, you're rewarded for being a detective when yeah. you know it's, you should be punished. How dare you take on such a yeah. position? <laughs> So now that, uh, now that we're here, I, I'm like dying to know. No, no, what... no, we are not here, Dan, because oh, we're, Robert we're Ryan, uh, I'd like to tie things up. Robert Ryan. Oh, okay. Uh, he was in 1947's Crossfire with Robert Mitchum. Love that one. Yeah, we'll get to that. Great, great one. Great, great one. Um, Ryan kind of left RKO. He's a contract player. He, he enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. He served as a drill instructor until ni- November 45. Uh, 1945 and he afterwards returned to acting after he was discharged and sublet his apartment to john lennon and yoko ono was a wow i did not know that fun fact about him audrey totter uh she was in so many movies lady in the lake Mm -hmm. unsuspected so many noir classics um she said looking back in august 1999 she said quote the bad girls were so much fun to play I I wouldn't have wanted to play Colleen's good girl parts. And she was referring to Colleen Gray, you know, mm. from the killing, you know, she'd been yep. in a lot of these things. Um, she died in 2013, eight days before her 96th birthday. Wow. Like, yeah. Long good life. run. She, she would, she's always great and enjoyable. She'll be coming up plenty of times, secret times too, like with sure. Postman. But yeah. So join us next week. <laughs> Drum roll. La, 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 la. For 1953's Pickup on South Street. Ooh, this is one I have not seen. From the bright lights of Broadway, through the subway undergrounds, to the gutters of South Street, they followed this woman. The bee girl who became a sitting duck to track down her man with a caress, a kiss, and a promise. As the whole underworld joins in a scorching counterblast against the spy menace in Pickup on South Street. Starring Richard Whitmark as Skip, the pickpocket who got his fingers into everything. (laughs) Gene Peters as Candy, the bee girl, who could be so sweet for the right information. Thelma Ritter as Moe, the stoolie. Even in her business, she drew the line somewhere. That film you stole had government information on it. That girl was carrying TNT and it's gonna blow up right in your face. How many times you've been caught with your hand where it doesn't belong? Boy, the pitch. I kissed a lot of guys, but honest, Skip, I never felt like this. I told you you didn't have this criterion. This one wasn't coming from you. This one's not on blue, which needs to be uh, yes. a cri- criterion, but there's a DVD version. 
and this is a good time. I haven't seen it in a good number of years, but mm-hmm. I always always like this one. I'm looking forward to cool seeing what you think. I've always known about it. I mean, as as an avid Criterion fan and collector, I've uh, I've never seen it. So I think I think it was one of those ones too that like, I I feel like I almost expected them to put it on Blu-ray, so I kind of held off, just thinking that it was it was down the road. So I just was like, oh, I'll just wait for it to come out on Blu-ray, and it just hasn't happened. No, I don't know what's taking so long. That and um, the Blast of Silence need to come out on Blu-ray. Although they did, um, they are alluding, uh, the, the one, I think the one, I mean, it's not Noah related, but, you know, I'm a huge Andre Tarkovsky fan and they're, they, uh, Janus Films is now putting out a new restoration of uh, his film Mirror. And that's been like the one, you know, film that I've been wanting them to put on Blu-ray for as long as I can remember, like my number one for the longest time. And they've always been kind of like alluding to it, but never like every time they have a you know have a new set of releases, they never put it up. Well, they just putting out the 4K that they're touring. So I feel like it's almost it's always almost inevitable that they're going to do it. So that's like the one that I'm like most um, anxiously awaiting. Um, Very so nice. I can't wait to see a new uh, a new print of that guy. All right, so get that going. We don't need pickup on South Street after all. Take your time. But maybe we could bring some new eyes to it, and we'll force their hand because that's what it's. We're the pandemic now. We are the pandemic. That's right, and we'll pandemic you later on the podcast. Bye.